Your time is now. The world needs leaders. It's up to you to answer the call. Be better in business. Be better in life. Joined by our host, Chris Book. This is Leading by the Book. Hey guys, welcome to Leading by the Book. I'm Chris Book. Thanks for spending a little bit of time with your week with us. Hope that everybody's week is off to a good start. If you're new to the show and you like it, we would love it if you would subscribe and definitely tell your friends about the show as well. If you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Twitter at Chris Book on LinkedIn. You can also drop me a line on the website, leadingbythebook.com, or shoot me a message at chris at leadingbythebook.com. This week, I found myself listening to a talk that explored the idea of discipline and punishment. And during this, it dawned on me that we look at discipline and punishment both in very much a negative light, but I think far too often we actually confuse and conflate the two. The difference between them, though, is really quite simple. Discipline looks forward, punishment looks backwards. Say that again. Discipline is forward, punishment is backwards. Punishment is in response to something that we've done. It's paying the piper, and it's really simple. You do something wrong, you get punished. There you go. Discipline, though, is a much more complex animal. Like I said, discipline looks forward. Discipline is action we take because of what it will bring us in the future. Too often, I think we see the idea of discipline skewed even further when we use it to justify poor behavior choices. For instance, if I run six miles or ride my bike 40 miles, then I should eat this burrito or drink this milkshake. That's not discipline, though. That's justification. And that confusion will lead you into some really, really dark places. But the idea of justification is a topic for a totally different episode here. So the topic of discipline, discipline is really just the art of making the choice to be better in your own life. It's a selfish choice, a wonderfully selfish choice. Oddly enough, I think too many view discipline as some sort of sacrifice, as something that we need to dread. For instance, these people view sacrificing sleep and the warm comfort of your bed when you get up to go swim in the pool at six in the morning on a really cold day. They think that's dreaded sacrifice. Not so. This choice to abandon comfort for the act of getting better is not sacrifice, but it's something we must desire, something we must want. It's something we must crave. Discipline doesn't deprive our lives. It fills our lives up with what matters most, the art of getting better each day. Discipline will absolutely 100% make your life better. And for some of you that that know who Jocko Willink is, um, you'll definitely recognize this. If you don't know who he is, check him out. Jocko's cornerstone phrase, his trademark phrase is, discipline equals freedom. Truer words have never been spoken. We should want that, not dread it. And here's why. Discipline brings us security. The more disciplined we are in every aspect of our lives, the more secure our lives are. The more financial discipline we have, the less pressure we have on us with bills and living expenses. The more disciplined we are with our diet, the longer and healthier our lives will be. This is all security. It's something humans have biologically ingrained in them to seek. And by the way, don't confuse security here with comfort. Those are totally different things. But the security is something that we all want and we all seek. The next point is that discipline creates confidence. No matter what situation you're in, you will perform better if you approach it with confidence. Big test or big presentation at work, studying and rehearsing material beforehand, 
will allow you to approach that event with a truckload full of confidence. Big season coming up in a given sport, getting your body prepared during the offseason will put you on more confident footing. Doing the work beforehand is discipline, and that discipline breeds confidence. And that confidence, more often than not, breeds success. There's a reason that the most appealing trait found in the opposite sex is confidence. Time and time again, we've seen studies that, that rate this above all, over, all, all other potential factors. Confidence is a precursor to success. It's appealing, and we should all want to get to that point. Third, discipline makes us happy. I think this is where we might lose quite a few of you. Those of you that are stuck in the rut of thinking that discipline means going without or some type of sacrifice will find this one very tough to swallow. For those that practice real discipline, though, taking a disciplined approach to their lives brings infinite happiness. Putting your head on the pillow each night, knowing that you didn't leave anything on the table that day, knowing that you did everything you could to improve yourself and achieve your given goal, is a feeling of happiness that few on this earth can match. But think about it. Why shouldn't it? It's what we're supposed to do. We're not here to waste time. You're here to make the most out of every second. People say, but I want to enjoy my life. The best way to enjoy your life is to discipline yourself to work hard toward an ambitious goal. The funny thing is that the achievement of that goal ultimately isn't going to matter as much as the satisfaction you found in following your disciplined approach. Thinking back, I remember when I raced my first Ironman. I was scared to death, and it seemed like the most daunting goal I could imagine. So I did the only thing I could do. I focused on a disciplined approach to my training. Did I feel like I was missing out on other things in life? Hell no. I was thrilled to be on the track toward success. But what's so interesting to me is that when I look back on that, I rarely think about the satisfaction or relief I felt from finishing that race. What I think about is the long, lonely, 100-mile bike ride through the desert. I loved those bike rides, and I even miss them to this day. The disciplined process is what brought me the happiness. It wasn't necessarily the, the end result. Discipline will not only bring you happiness, but it will do so to the point that it outshines the goal or the result itself. The moment we start choosing comfort over accomplishment is the moment we've lost. When we start choosing time on the couch over a workout, when we choose pizza and cheeseburgers over salad and chicken, when we choose time on Instagram and Facebook over time in a book, when we choose time at the bar over time with our family, when we choose drugs and alcohol over our long-term health and the care of our families. When we choose to be complacent at work over having the hard conversations that improve our company. All of these are choosing comfort, and all comfort is temporary. But discipline and accomplishment are not. They will define you in a way that you should want to be defined. Yes, this is a sight show about leadership. So, of course, the reason I'm writing this is because discipline is a vital ingredient in leadership. Discipline sets an example. When the members of your team see you pursuing your goals in a disciplined manner, you set an example that inspires and motivates others. Leadership is really about doing just that. So discipline is so key if you want to be effective in the way and the manner in which you lead your team. But discipline makes our teams better, too. This one should be pretty obvious. 
But when leaders operate with discipline, their teams follow. Of course, this means that the team will operate in a disciplined manner in how they choose and approach projects, how they communicate, how they set and meet deadlines. Discipline is the foundation for all of these, and your team will be better as a result. But the third point here is that discipline creates stability. Looking back at some of the worst teams I was ever a part of, the common trait is that they all lacked discipline. In one case, we had a leader that was unpredictable with his anger. You never knew how he would react or what level of wrath you'd incur. This not knowing was worse than the actual anger itself. This taught me that one of the key things that a team needs is stability and consistency from one day to the, to the other in mannerisms and communication and workflow. All of these things are so important if you want to have an environment where people are free to do their best work. The way, though, that you can create this stability is with discipline. Being disciplined in all of these traits allows the consistency that your team needs to thrive. You need discipline. I need discipline. We all, we all need discipline. That much is so obvious. But what's not obvious is why we don't all want it the way that Ralphie wanted his Red Rider BB gun in A Christmas Story. We need it so badly, but we have to want it too. Because it's the one selfish decision that we can't afford not to make in our own favor. So today my hope for you is that you will all crave discipline, that you will seek discipline, that you will want discipline in your lives. Because the life that you live because of it is the life that you ultimately want. That's all for this week on Leading by the Book. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I'd love to hear what you think about the show. Drop me a line, chris at leadingbythebook.com or on the site, Twitter at Chris Buck on LinkedIn. Love hearing from you guys. But until next week, go have a great week. We will see you soon.